backstage with Mothership on Solid Rock Radio begins now. Hear the best in new music, artist interviews, stories from the road, and more. You are now backstage, and here's your host, Mothership. Hey, everybody. I hope you've all had a great week, and I hope you enjoy this week's interview with Colton Reed of Buried Above. Let's hop in on today's call. All right. I've got Colton Reed here from Buried Above. How you doing, man? Good. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to meet you finally. Likewise. And you're like way over on the other side of the world from me. I'm on the East Coast. You're on the West Coast. Tell them where you are. So I am in Grace Harbor, Washington State. So that's on the other side of White Pass, not even close to anything remotely close to the Bible Belt. Accurate. I've never been there. I would love to see Washington one day. It is very well known for its trees. Nice. We'll have to come visit you in the trees sometime. Please do. Maybe I will. Tell me about Buried Above. So right now, currently, the band is just me. It's a solo-fronted project. The music video for It's Never Too Late had a couple of my good friends in it. You probably recognize Trent Russell, who was the drummer for The Persuaded. He's now currently in The Burning Ones. It's just a worship project that they're working on. And then Aaron Dyer, who was playing bass for it, he's from A World Turned Black. And then Chris Janola is a friend of Andrew Stanton's and mine. He filled in for the guitar, and he's also helping out with the Persuaded now. Yeah, I did notice some pictures. I was like, I recognize some of these people. <laughs> so that's great. Do you think that they would be touring with you if you did some tours? Oh, yeah. All three of them expressed a lot of interest in it. So if I was able to line all of that up, I'd have some people to play with. Awesome. Awesome. So where did you get the name Buried Above? So the name comes from Colossians. Having been buried with him in baptism, you're also raised with him because you trusted in the life that raised you from the dead. That's what that concept comes from. We're laying our own lives down to pick up Jesus's life. What was the first thing you released that got some attention? So the very first song that came out was called Blood. I recorded it at Josiah's old studio and I actually co-wrote it with him. That was a really fun process, but that song is almost three years old now, I think. How did you get hooked up with Josiah? So I went to a disciple show quite a while back. And that's when I initially connected with them. I kind of had them in my Facebook algorithm at the time. But I was just kind of scrolling through Facebook one day and saw Josiah's ad because he was doing songwriting lessons. So I hit him up about it. And that's how all of this came to be. So I imagine a disciple is one of your influences. One of the strongest ones. Yeah. Uh, Who else do you have that uh, influences your writing? I would say Red has a big influence on me. Skillet used to as well. Skillet was my main band for a while until I met Disciple, and then they took the they took the reins on that. Ah, yes. Skillet, the gateway drug. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I have a couple of new influences now, too. Uh, the Protest has been a recent one, and Zonic a little bit, too. Excellent choices. I see you lean more toward the heavy. Just a little, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Over the holidays, had a lot of stuff going on in my life. And I didn't get a chance to actually just dive straight into your album until just the other day. It is very heavy, and I really liked it. And I want you to tell us just a little bit about the album in general, and then I'd like to maybe go song by song and hear a little bit about them. So uh, there's a couple of different themes in the album. One line that comes up multiple times is Awakening a Heart, and that was a contending title for the album itself, but I went with self-titled instead. But it's 
kind of just follows the journey of somebody finding who they are in Christ and letting go of who they were before. What was the first single off of the album? The very first one was Blood. Okay. Now, that's the one that features Josiah Prince from Disciple, correct? Correct. So the first song we put out was called Blood, and then afterwards, the next year, it followed with a lyric video for The Front Lines, and then the next year after that followed It's Never Too Late, which had a music video accompanying it. And then a couple months later, we put out The Nation's Fall, and then a little bit after that, the whole album came out. Tell us about the first track, the Awakening intro. Yeah, like most intro tracks are done, we recorded it as part of the front lines, and it was originally part of that song, but I just kind of felt like when we were working on it that it kind of took too long to actually get to the song. So I kind of had the vision of making it an intro track anyway, so it worked out that way. Tell us about Frontline. So the Frontlines is a very war-themed song. It's sort of a call to action for anybody who's seeing everything that's going on and like, hey, are you going to be on the sidelines of what's going on here? Are you going to stand up and fight with us and, and God? What about the third track, Out of Control? Yes. Out of Control is a very personal song for me because it sort of reflects the inner chaos of struggling with any form of addiction. Track four. It's never too late. It's Never Too Late is a strong message for anybody who's struggling with depression or thoughts of suicide. And I actually dedicated it to a high school friend of mine who took his own life in the eighth grade. Wow. I see a theme in your songs of issues that many of us are facing right now. Absolutely. Um, Blood featuring Josiah Prince. It's sort of a testimonial song, but not necessarily. When you look at yourself in the mirror, you see all of the blemishes, you see all of the flaws. And we also look at that on a spiritual level as well. We see everything that we did in the past that we're ashamed of. We see all of our convictions. God doesn't see that. He just sees the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. That's it. What did Josiah do on the single? Yeah, he did the vocal feature on the second verse and a little bit of the harmonization in there as well. Excellent song. It's a really good one. I like that one. You've got quite a few songs with some heavy-hitting featured artists. For sure. Okay, now track six. It's called Already Written, featuring Dawn Michelle, of course, of Firefly. So Already Written is personally my absolute favorite song on the album, and it's sort of a personal testimony for me. just kind of follows that sort of theme of somebody who doesn't feel like they're good enough, and God is just showing, you know, I don't need you to be good enough. You're good enough for me. That's it. Did you just reach out to Don Michelle? So Don was actually the only one of my vocal features that I wasn't able to contact directly. I had a connection through Josiah, so I asked him if he would reach out to her in my place. Very nice. Now that one is more, I would call it maybe a rock ballad. Is that correct? I would say that's correct, yeah. Um, Mary Nichol from Rock on Purpose coined it as the only true ballad on the album. John Cooper used to always say he had to have at least one ballad on every album, right? <laughs> that's the way to go. That's right. Gotta have one. Backstage with Mothership returns after this. Our performance service family is a Solid Rock Radio business ministry partner who offers turnkey e-commerce website design, marketing, and converged technology consulting. Online at outperformancemarketing.com. All right, your track number seven is Sweet Misery. Tell us about that one. When I was writing Sweet Misery, I had this fun idea to have a breakup song, but I have never been good at writing any sort of like breakup-style love songs or 
anything that way, but I have a lot of experience with addiction. So we wrote it as breaking up with an addiction instead of a person. Okay, we've got number eight, The Nation's Fall, featuring Josh Bramlett. This one was very fun. It was the first song that Andrew and I produced in the studio last year, the last time I went down there. And we got a great tone right off the bat. And I think that one took the least amount of time to record as well. And for the people in the back, when he says Andrew, he means Andrew Stanton of Disciple, correct? Correct. When I came to tracking Josh, he actually came and showed up with the entire rest of the band. They were recording in the area, I think, at that time. So they all came in and let some guest vocals in there. If you listen carefully, there's a couple of places where the entire process was recorded. That's awesome. Nice little uh, Easter egg there. Oh, yeah. Okay, now we're at number nine, Gravity, featuring one of my favorite people, Matt Baird. Matt Baird is super nice. We recorded that one at Josiah's brand new studio. And fun fact, I believe that was the first song that was tracked in this new studio. Interesting. That's another Easter egg. So at the time, I guess I could say I was the best and worst person he tracked in his new house. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. From what I understand, all you have to do is tell Matt what you want, and he just does it and sends it to you. Oh, yeah. With Matt, I got connected with him through City Rock Fest tour when he toured with them, Seventh Day Slumber, Wolves at the Gate, and Disciple. And... I was in the front row, just kind of rocking out with some of my friends, and he came over and gave me the mic for part of the song. And then afterwards, I went over to his table just to talk a little bit, and he gave me a free poster. And the next thing you know, he's on your album. Oh, yeah. I just love Matt Baird, and that's one of my favorites. Thank you. Okay, the last song on the album, number 10, Divide, featuring Aaron Ray. Divide was probably one of the songs that was going to be the last one way or the other just because of how different it is. So I figured that would be a good one to end on, and having Aaron was really fun. Is he with a band? I think he's his own thing. You said this song was different. How so? Divide has a lot more of a new metal style, and just having rap lyrics on there is something that's completely different from anything else on the album. There's still screams, there's still singing, but it's just the most different How does the writing process work for you? So I co-wrote with Andrew and Josiah on pretty much every song, but there is a few where I did 95% of the writing, and a lot of our sessions were taking what we wrote and finding ways to write it better. Do you come up with a riff? Do you come up with a melody? Do you come up with a lyric? What comes first? Usually I'll come up with the music first, and then I'll have a couple of ideas for lines. Some songs come to you a lot faster than others do. Like, there's a song I'm working on right now where the all the lyrics came in within a day. But there was a couple of songs on this record that we were working on for, I think, at least a month. Wow. You one of these people that you'll be, like, in line somewhere and you'll hear a lyric in your head and you have to write it down on an envelope or something? Yeah, and I never have a pen. <laughs> it sounds to me like you just have these spontaneous creative spurts. Yeah, that's how it works. I don't get those. That's maybe why I don't have an album out. Uh, you do a lot more stuff. Yeah, I got stuff I'd like to do, that's for sure. How long have you been working on the album? I guess I would say this was about a three-year-long project. It released in December, correct? Yeah, December 17th. Now, how has it been doing for you? 
It's been getting a lot of good reception. The, the current song that we're pushing right now is a single that's already written. It's been getting a lot of play on Blast FM. I believe Christian Rocknet picked it up as well. Nice. And of course, Solid Rock Radio. Have you had time to do anything else during the pandemic? So aside from music, I work just about full-time as a pizza delivery driver. And really? once the pandemic really picked up, a couple of people left. So that opened up my time to work almost full-time there. Do you know which were the best addresses? The ones that never ordered. <laughs> what do you do for fun? Besides music, I like to play video games at my house. I go hiking every once in a while. Not so much anymore, but whenever cabin fever hits, you can walk around just a couple blocks or you can go to a park. Yeah. What's the first job you ever had? The first actual job I ever had, I worked cleanup for a store in the town that I do pizza with. And I was in charge of cleaning up the meat department and the bakery when it was closed. So you've been in food service. Yeah, right now I'm looking more for a job that I can do in the mornings, but still like be full time because I want to be able to save up a little bit more to put towards my music. But I also need to have my evenings free. That's right. Got to have time for your true love, right? Absolutely. Do you listen to podcasts? All the time. <laughs> what kind of podcasts do you listen to? So there's a few I listen to. They're mostly political podcasts, if I'm being honest. The ones I listen to most are the Joe Rogan experience occasionally. Mm -hmm. It really depends on the guests that he has on. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Tim Cast IRL is another one. They're not fun, like, music-style ones. I was into the Guilty Party for a while, though. <laughs> what is something people are always surprised to learn about you? I have no idea. There are no surprises when it comes to Colton Reed. What inspires you? The music I listen to, I would say. Backstage with Mothership returns after this. Check us out on Facebook at I'm with Mothership. The new album. Will you have hard copies? What kind of merch do you have available? Yes. So we have hard copies. They're in the process of being delivered to me right now. But just because of the pandemic, that delays deliveries just on its own. The amount of people that are working in delivering industries also has an effect on that. And yeah. Washington State recently had a lot of snowstorms and flooding right after that. So I've just been waiting for the discs to even get here. Oh, man. You didn't have any problem with that, did you? Like flooding, I mean. Uh, no, we're, where I live, it's up on a hill, so we didn't have any sort of issues water-wise. When it was snowing, my wife and I got an SUV just before the snowstorm hit, so she was able to take it over the pass every day. Oh, man. Have you toured before? I have not toured before. I really want to. Oh, that'll be nice. New experience. What are your favorite snacks? So, honestly, when I'm driving at work, I will get maybe at least two hours of vocal practice in, and I'll burn through five water bottles driving around. So, water's wow. a must. Okay. I don't really eat that much when I'm driving, but there are these... Like, flaming hot peanuts that are fun. Really? But as a vocalist, I guess you're not supposed to have those, but nobody ever follows those rules. Well, you know, rules are meant to be broken. Yeah, the vocal the vocal cords are this very weird thing. It's sort of like an engine, where it has a... This is going to sound gross, but it has this mucus layer that mm -hmm. if you have too much of it, like if you drink something like milk, 
that can agitate it. So you have too much in there. But if you have something like alcohol or coffee or you don't drink anything, that's like running without any oil in it at all. So that's bad, too. Yeah. Oh, when are you the most happy? I would say I'm the most happy when I'm either in the studio or when I'm with my wife. Oh, how long have you been married? I have been married since February of last year, so it's coming up on a year next month. Oh, congratulations. I actually proposed to her, I think, a couple of days after I came back from finished recording the album. Now, are you a morning person or a night owl? I am absolutely both. I I guess I technically sleep enough, because if you go to bed at 12 and you wake up at 7, that's still 7 hours. Oh, yeah, that's great. Well, I'm 23, so it'll catch up to me eventually. Yes, sir, it will. <laughs> What's your most popular video? So, because I would say it's the most popular song from the record, just as far as general audience goes, I would say the music video for It's Never Too Late. How has your music taste changed over the years? I guess when I was a big fan of Skillet, Skillet was the heaviest thing I would listen to. And ever since I got into Disciple, that opened the door for way more stuff because Disciple has such a massive catalog that there's way more than just one genre of music on it. So I was able to get into heavy, heavy music with them. And one of my friends sent me some Memphis Mayfire to listen to. I'm friends with Kellen as well. And then I got a couple of other ones. There's some pop rock stuff I listen to. They're not a Christian band, but I do listen to Slaves every now and then. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Kellen McGregor of Memphis Mayfire. I interviewed Kellen. He was my last interview of 2020. He's been helping me a lot with my Logic issues. Well, Logic is the home studio software that I use, and he's been using yeah. it for many years. So if I got a question, I'll... Just hit him up. He'll get back to me. IT help? <laughs> yes. I don't know any tech stuff. You know what? I just know when it sounds good. <laughs> that, that's all the technical stuff. That's a, that's a philosophy thing I've heard before. If it sounds good, you did it right. It doesn't matter what rules you broke. That's exactly right. So, you know, I, if I like it, I like it. What's the best compliment you've ever gotten? Oh, God. Yeah. The biggest compliment I've ever gotten was a text message from Josiah, and it was a screenshot of Kevin sending him my song saying, I wish this was a Disciple song. Oh, that's a good one. Have you framed that? I need to. (laughs) Well, that sucker up and frame it. That's neat. It was kind of crazy because it was at that point that I realized someone that I was a fan of was also a fan of me. Now, who else would you like to work with or who else would you like to meet in the music industry? I would really like to meet Dawn just to tell her thank you for being on my record, if that would even happen. I've met John Cooper a couple of times. I haven't met Ryan Clark personally, but I have seen him. Mm-hmm. You a big Demon Hunter fan? A little bit. I was a real big fan of the Extremist record. That was the first one I got into. Yeah. One of my absolute favorite bands. I think they're actually from Seattle, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. We had them in Germany. I got to interview uh, Ryan for Loud and Proud Festival. Okay. So that was the first time I actually had a conversation with him. Bless them. They were so jet-lagged. They're actually the very first trip I took to Nashville. I left my I left my state at like 9 o'clock at night. I think it was like a 10-hour thing because I did have a layover in New Jersey. But mm-hmm. I did not sleep the entire time because I was just too excited. 
Yeah, I get that. That happens to me every time I go to Europe. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I don't want to close my eyes. I don't get to be over here very much. I don't want to miss anything. <laughs> I was still living with my parents at the time. So my very first plane ride, they were horrified because I was going by myself halfway across the country to meet someone that they'd never seen before. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Who was it? Uh, Josiah. And how old were you? That was 2018, so I think I had just turned 20. You know, I'm getting older, so it takes me longer to bounce back from jet lag. I definitely noticed the time shift between Washington and Tennessee whenever I came back. Yeah, you got to just reset that clock. It's so hard. Like the adrenaline when you're going, but when you get back, that adrenaline's gone, and it's pretty difficult to get back in the swing of things. Uh, it's, It's killer. Yeah. Well, I'm going to let you go. I'm excited about your album, and we'll put some links up so people can find it. And hopefully by the time this airs, you'll be ready to mail those out. Absolutely. I'm I'm hoping to do some sort of live stream where I'm going to sign some of those copies. Awesome. So we'll be looking for that. And we're going to be playing some songs so people get a chance to hear it. And they can run over to Spotify or someplace and listen. They'll be ready to order one, right? Absolutely. Buried Above self-titled album is everywhere that you listen to music. It is on Apple Music. It is on Spotify. It is on YouTube. Anywhere else that you might listen to music is there. All right, then. Nobody has any excuse that they can't listen to it, right? That's right. And if you cannot find it for whatever reason, it's always on buriedabove.com slash merch. All right, then. That's awesome. <laughs> well, thanks for talking with me. Sounds great. Thank you so much for having me on. Let's do it again okay. sometime. All right. Thank you. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening tonight. Stay tuned for more great music all night long. Be sure to check out my I'm With Mothership Facebook page and Solid Rock Radio's website. Follow the link under Shows to Backstage with Mothership, which will have the links to my guests' social media accounts. This show will be replayed at 4 a.m. Eastern Time. Past interviews available on podcast.solidrockradio.org, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on Pandora platforms. And remember this week, be kind to one another.